0: This morning, just going to start with a little story. There's a guy, he gets to the pearly gates of heaven, and uh, you know how these stories go. It's always Peter that's there at the pearly gates deciding who gets in and who doesn't. And so Peter starts thumbing through his book to see what good, what bad this guy has done. And after a few minutes, he looks up at the guy and he says, Well, you know, I can't really see much good that you did here, but I don't really see anything real bad either, so how about you just tell me of some good deed that you did, and and, uh, I'll let you in, and so the guy says, yeah, sure, he says, so I was driving down the road, and I look, and I see this biker game, and they are assaulting this young woman. And so I get, I pull over, I get out of my car and I get a tire iron and I approach the leader of this group and he's a big burly guy. He's got a chain attached from his nose to his ear. And so when I get, get up to him, he says, I just rip that chain out of his face, hit him over the head with that tire iron. And then I turn to the rest of those bikers and I say, y'all all better go home and leave this poor girl alone or I'm going to give y'all all a lesson in pain. St. Peter says, wow. I don't have any record of this. When did this happen? He said, about two minutes ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know why those stories are always St. Peter at the pearly gates. You know, it ain't like that. No, it's not going to be like that at all. I'll tell you what else it's not like. It's not going to be us talking about what good we did it's not going to be us talking about well you know i wasn't that bad i didn't do any i wasn't a murderer you know i didn't do anything real bad it's not going to be like that there's only one thing that's going to matter about whether or not you get into heaven and as that is is whether or not you've made jesus your lord and savior whether or not you have been washed in the blood of Christ because that's the only way that you can be forgiven that's the only way that you can have a real relationship with God is through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ Hebrews nine twenty two says without shedding of blood there is no remission In the NIV, it says it really simple. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. That's the only way is by the blood of Jesus. We celebrated that this morning as we received communion. Jesus said, this is my blood. Amen. And so we receive the blood of Jesus as a born-again child of God. It is the only way that we can be washed and cleansed from our sin. You know, John the Baptist said about Jesus, he said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It is the blood of a sinless, spotless Lamb. That's the only thing that could cleanse our sin. Ephesians 1, 7 says, in him, in Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Notice the first part here. In Him, we have redemption through His blood. Redemption. There's a spiritual truth that's not really talked much about in today's church culture. Forty years ago, we sang songs about it all the time. Not so much anymore. I'm not going to say never, but not so much. Why is that? How is that? We need to understand. That it's only because of the blood. See, a lot of people prefer not to talk about the blood. Let's just talk about the love and the forgiveness. You don't have love and forgiveness without the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus that makes that grace available to us. And we need to understand the spiritual truth of redemption. It is so much a part of what God has done in our lives. It's so much a part of who and what we are as God's redeemed, we need to know the Lord as our redeemer. Isaiah 41 and 14 says, this is the Lord speaking. He says, fear not, you worm, Jacob, you men of Israel. Now, some people take offense of that, but you know what? We just we come to the Lord as poor and needy. <laughs> we come to him without anything to offer. We come to him just as I am. We don't come to him with our goodness and our righteousness. Our righteousness is filthy rags. Right. And some, I know some people might take offense to this, but the Lord is saying to these people, hey, it's not anything that you've done. It's not because you're good or how great you are. He says, you worm. But get the next part. I will help you. I, and I am the Lord, he says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. He calls himself our Redeemer. We need to know Him as our Redeemer. He's the one who has redeemed us. You know, David was this great man of God, and of course he he wasn't perfect, but he was the man after God's own heart. He had such a personal relationship with God, a great worshiper of God, who wrote so many of the Psalms. But David knew him as Redeemer. One of the verses that, where he says that is Psalm 19 and 14, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Do you ever call the Lord your redeemer? Yes. David did. We need to know him that way. We need to realize this truth this morning. I want to tell you, truth sets free. When you know truth, it sets you free. And this truth that we have a redeemer will set you free. When you realize that you have been redeemed, it's not just some religious words that we say, but it is a spiritual truth that every one of us needs to get a hold of this morning. So what does it mean to be redeemed? To be redeemed means to have been bought back, that you've been paid for. See, it's when something has been sold or lost because of a debt, it means that that is then bought back. It is when a ransom is paid. It's when you are delivered from an oppression. You're rescued. That's what it means to be redeemed. In the Old Testament, you see this sometimes. When someone had a debt that they couldn't pay, they were forced into slavery. But then, a kinsman redeemer could come and pay what they owed and rescue them, redeem them, so that they could be free again. And that is exactly what our Lord and Savior has done for us. We were all, all of us who were born in Adam's race, that gets all of us, right? All of us who were born in Adam's race, we were all born into sin. We were all born as slaves to sin. We were all born into the rule and the realm of Satan. You need to understand this. This is why it's so important that you know you have been redeemed. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19 says, Knowing, (laughs) you got to know some things. See? The Scripture says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. You need to know what the Bible says. Right. It is such a lie of the enemy today that just a little dab of Scripture here and there will do you. I'll just let the preacher tell me. You need to know what the Bible says. And here's what it says here. It says, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct or evil The NIV says empty way of life received by tradition from your fathers but with the precious blood of Christ as as a a lamb without blemish and without spot. There's no amount of money. doesn't matter how many billions of dollars somebody has, you can't buy this. It's only by the blood of Jesus. This priceless, precious blood He redeemed us with his own blood. Not only so we could be forgiven, but so that we could be free, so that we could live in victory, so that we could be blessed. I'm telling you, the price for every sin has already been paid by the blood of Jesus. He gave his life as a ransom for us. That's 1 Timothy 2.6. He gave himself... A ransom for all. That was the price. That's what it took to redeem us. He gave his life for ours. Wow. This is what redemption is. And because he did, we belong to him. Now, some people, they like to say, I'm my own man. Well, not me. I belong to Jesus. not my own. I've been bought and paid for. You know what? When you know that you belong to Jesus, when you realize you have been redeemed, that he has bought you, that you truly belong to him, then you can't be bought. Because you've already been bought. You already belong to Jesus. Oh, the enemy, he'll try, but you need to know I've been redeemed. I already belong to Jesus. Well, the verse for that... 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says, You are not your own. You were bought at a price. What price? The precious blood of Jesus. He gave his life as a ransom for you. And you need to know that as a child of God, you belong to him. You were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. You belong to him. You're serving the king of kings and the Lord of lords, the almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. He's watching over you. You belong to him. You know, the apostle Paul was uh, on a boat in a great storm at one point and it got so bad that all of the men on that boat, the Bible says they gave up all hope that they thought there was no way that they would survive. But an angel of the Lord appeared to Paul, and he spoke to him, and he told him that the boat was going to be lost, but there would be no loss of life, that everyone was going to be saved. And so when Paul is beginning to tell these men about this and telling them that, that they're going to survive, they're going to live, it's, you know they're going to come out of this storm, he tells them this, he says, an angel of the God whose I am and who I serve. He knew I belong to him, the God whose I am. See, you need to know this. You've been redeemed. You belong to God. And just like he kept Paul through that storm, he'll keep you. He knows how to take care of what belongs to him. I'm so glad I've been redeemed, that I belong to the Lord. You see, for Paul, it was very personal. It needs to be personal for us. We need to to realize, I, I have been bought and paid for. I belong to him. You got to know whose you are. We need to understand that he bought us for a reason. You know, there's always a purpose for everything that God does. He didn't just buy you and then leave you on your own. no. He bought you for a purpose. I, I was at the store one day and I bought some stuff, and I left one of the things that I bought, and the, the cashier hollered out at me, "Hey, you forgot something?" And I went back and got it. It was some little vase it was six dollars. Do you think I would have forgot it if it cost 10,000 dollars? I don't think so. Could happen, I guess, but I don't think so. I just want you to realize that the price that he paid for you, it's no no small thing. No, you are valuable to God. See, in, in the eyes of this world, and well, really and truly, we might just be an old clay pot, but to him, we are valuable. We are precious. He paid such a high price for you. Don't think that God is just going to leave you on your own to struggle through life. No, He loves you and He is there with you. He's there to protect you, to get you through in victory. You know, when the Lord brought the children of Israel out of bondage in Egypt, He said that He was going to redeem them. And it is a great picture, illustration for us. You know, so many of the stories of the Old Testament illustrate to us spiritual truths that we see in the New Testament. I want to read to you from Exodus 6, 6, and 7. It's, therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord, I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, I will rescue you from their bondage, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. And here's my favorite part. I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. You see, he had a plan for them. It was to bring them out of all of that bondage and oppression that they had experienced for 400 years. And yes, God has a plan for you. He wants to bring you out of bondage and oppression, all that the enemy would try to do in your life but here's part of that plan too, just like it was for them. He says, I will take you as my people and I will be your God. He wants to take you to himself as his very own. He loves you and he redeemed you for that purpose. He didn't pay the ultimate price for you just to walk off and leave you under Satan's oppression, under the curse, under the, the bondage of sin. No, he bought us to bring us out of Satan's control. Yes, Satan's control. You see, why it is that in church culture today we're losing the sight of so many of these biblical truths? That Satan is real. And ever since the fall of man in the garden, man has been under Satan's dominion. But it is only because of the blood of Jesus that we are delivered, that we are freed from that dominion. The scripture says in first John five nineteen, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Can you not see that? Another scripture calls him the God of this age. Oh, and how he is at work in this world. But we need to realize though we're in this world we're not of it jesus said no we belong to him colossians 1 13 and 14 says he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins and there it is again it's redemption through his blood and that's why we are forgiven but don't miss this part that we have been delivered from the power of darkness. Satan has no rightful claim to the child of God. He has no authority to bring his garbage into your life. No, we've been delivered from that and brought into the kingdom of God. Revelation 12, 11 says this, that they overcame him, overcame Satan by the blood of the lamb. The word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. I'll leave those last two for another time, but get this. This is how you overcome the enemy, by the blood of the Lamb. That's where it starts. You see, he has no right. His accusations don't stick because of the blood of the Lamb. He's the accuser of the brethren. He's always trying to accuse, but we've been forgiven because of the blood of the Lamb. We've been delivered from the powers of darkness. They hold no power over the redeemed. The world had us. We were part of the system of this world, but we're no longer part of this world. Satan had us, but now we have power over all the power of the enemy. The law of sin had us, but the law of the spirit of life has made us free from the law of sin. The curse of the law was on us, but he's redeemed us from the curse of the law. Galatians 3.13 says that he redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, if you go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, there's a list of blessings in there between Deuteronomy 28 through 30. There's a list of blessings for those who obey God. But there's also a long list of curses for those who break the law. And we all have broken the law, right. and the Bible says that if you break one part of it, see, some people say, "Oh, well, I didn't commit any big sins." Listen, if you break one part of it, the Bible says you're guilty of the whole law, right. and all of these curses. It talks about all of these terrible, terrible curses, all kinds of sickness and disease. It says that the work of your hands is going to be futile, that all of your labor will be for nothing, that your home will be cursed, that your family is going to be cursed, your wife, your children, they're going to be cursed, living under a curse, that everything you set your hand to do is going to fail. Everything's going to be hard. Everything's going to turn out wrong. I want you to know this morning that Jesus delivered us from the curse of the law. All of that was part of the curse. That's not for us anymore. No, and when the curse is removed, what's left? The blessings. I tell you, God wants to bless his children. We are the redeemed of the Lord. He didn't redeem us so we could still live in trouble and bondage and all of that old stuff of the world. No, he redeemed us so we could be his very own people. Blessed. (laughs) Blessed coming and going. Amen. You know... Again, to me, the best part about being redeemed is that he redeemed us to bring us to himself. Back to Exodus 6-7, I will take you as my people. The King James, it says it this way, and I will take you to me, I'll take you to me for a people. He brought us to himself. You know what, that is exactly what the church is all about. The church is his people that he is bringing together for all eternity. And we're still going to be singing about it in heaven. Still going to be singing about this redemption. Revelation 5, 9, and 10, and they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Here they are, here we are in heaven, singing this to him, that you've redeemed us out of every people group. You see, God is bringing together a people for eternity. It's called the church. It is a group of people that he has redeemed. Do you know that you are redeemed? Is this a part of your thinking? Do you recognize him as your redeemer? You need to. I tell you, you, don't bring new freedom, new victories, new blessings in your life. He paid such a high price for you. You. You belong to him. You are valuable to him. I'm closing my eyes because I don't want to look at anybody because I want you to realize I'm talking to you. You personally. He loves you. He paid for you. You, 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 you are valuable to him. He has a plan, a purpose, a call on your life. He redeemed you for himself to bring you to himself. That's how much he loves you. Titus 2.14 says, who gave himself for us. He gave himself for you that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous of good works. His own special people. This crazy world we, we live in, people will say, God's not real. So many of them don't believe in God. And then the same people will turn around out of the other side of their mouth. They'll say, well, we're all children of God. Neither of those statements is true. No, you got to be born again to be a child of God. you got to be redeemed. And when you're born again, when you're redeemed by the blood of Jesus then you are part of his special people that he's talking about right here in Titus 2.14. His own special people, zealous of good works. See, when you know that you're redeemed, you, you don't want to be involved in the things of this world and sinful things and fruitless works of darkness. No, you want to be involved in the kingdom and doing what God wants to do in this world zealous of good works that's what the redeemed of the lord do by faith we need to declare that we are redeemed we used to have a song from this verse psalm 107 and verse 2 let the redeemed of the lord say so when is the last time you said it out of your mouth i'm redeemed we're going to do it right now. Everybody's willing to say, I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. One more time. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. Now that needs to become a part of your daily confession. You know what? I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. Because every day in this world, there's going to be things that try to drag you down, things that try to oppress you, beat you up, And I want to tell you, the enemy of your soul, he will try to get you back into sin, back into bondage to enslave you again. You need to be ready to say, I'm redeemed. I ain't going back. Remember there was a time when the children of Israel, they wanted to go back to Egypt. How crazy is that? Not any more crazy than a Christian that wants to go back to a sinful life. I'm redeemed and I'm not going back. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We need to make this our confession. I'm redeemed. And when you do that, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have any battles, that you're never going to have sickness come against you, that you're not ever going to be tempted, your faith's not going to be tried. No, that's why you need to be prepared to say, I'm redeemed. We're living a life of faith. It is a fight of faith, the Bible says. We all still have battles, but we need to be ready for those battles we know that we're redeemed. I love what the psalmist David writes in Psalm 103, verse 4. He says, Who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. In the NIV, it says, Who redeems your life from the pit. You ever been in the pit? As low as you can go. We got a redeemer. Who will redeem you from that pit? He will bring you out. The man Job, who lost everything, he said, I know my Redeemer lives. He knew that that was not the end, he knew that God would make a way and that God would turn it all around, and God did. And I'm telling you this morning that when you're going through a battle, you need to remember that you're the redeemed of the Lord and that the same one who redeemed you that paid the price for your sin, he's going to redeem you out of that pit. He's going to bring you out. So listen, when sickness comes, oh, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say, I'm redeemed by his stripes. I'm healed. Listen, when, when lack comes, you need to say, I'm redeemed. He supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. Listen, when temptation comes, I'm redeemed. I've been set free. Amen. When the thief comes... To steal, kill, and destroy, you say, I'm redeemed. When depression comes, you say, I'm redeemed. My joy is full. When stress and worry are pressing down on you, you say, no, I've been redeemed from that bondage. I got peace that passes understanding. When it looks like there's no way, I'm redeemed. God always makes a way. Redeemed. Those that belong to God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We all know this, just like the Apostle Paul. We all have storms and battles that we're going to go through. We just need to remember we've been redeemed. We belong to God. We are his prized possession. He loves us. I read to you from Isaiah 41 at the beginning of this message this morning and how the Lord says, Jacob, you worm, men of Israel. He says, I've redeemed you. I want to go just two chapters ahead to Isaiah 43 and beginning from verse 1, he says, Fear not, for I've redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. I wish that I could call every one of your names this morning. But let me tell you, the Lord knows your name. That's right. He says, I have called you by name. You are mine. I've redeemed you. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you go through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. You see, your Redeemer will take care of you. He knows how to take care of what belongs to Him. That's you. Make this your confession. I'm redeemed. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Him. I want you to stand with me. We're going to pray. I would like for our prayer partners to go ahead and come.